You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. Wow, I'm excited today because today's guest is an extraordinary pioneer, Chad Austin. He has been a leader in the fitness industry since 2003. He is the owner of Priority Fitness in Overland Park, Kansas, and is also the best-selling and award-winning author of the book series, Make Fitness a Priority. Chad is a regularly called upon fitness and wellness guest expert for local and national media, and he was the host of the talk radio show, Be Fit for Life. And up until now, he's been featured on over 30 podcasts. So now we're welcome to 31, brother. How are you? <laughs> uh, great. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. So, uh, Chad, just take a minute outside of that bio for the listeners out there. Why don't you take a minute to just explain a little bit about who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, well, basically, I help people figure out how fitness fits in their life. Um, as their life changes, I help them overcome their excuses. Um, so I've been, a, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer here in Kansas city. I've been here for about 15 years now. I have my own studio called priority fitness. And that was actually inspired. The name of my studio was inspired by my book series, make fitness a priority. Um, and so, and that book just kind of came along as I realized that as personal trainers, we get, uh, people come to you with short-term goals. And so it's easy to get in the habit of only giving them temporary results because you never look big picture. And so I, I kind of eventually evolved and changed my philosophy. And now everything's about helping people learn how to fish with fitness, I guess, so to speak. And so helping them learn as their life changes and as they, as, uh, adversity comes their way, they can adapt to it and make and keep fitness a part of their life going forward. Oh, I love that phrase, making learning how to fish with fitness. That's that's really I've never heard that before, but I love that. So as we're, you know, as this is the big possible show, you mentioned adversity. And that's something that a lot of people come into coming, you know, encounter as they're going out chasing a big dream. On the show, I love to start with stories because it, it makes things relatable. And so if, if you can think back on a time, maybe in, in Chad's life, there was a time that you were facing some big adversity. Uh, maybe you had a big goal that you were reaching for and had to take some risks. What was going on at the time and, and how did you get through that? I can tell you, I have trained for overcoming obstacles. I think uh, I'm, I'm an avid obstacle racer. And I think I've been attracted to that since I've been a trainer, just because basically what I do, I help people overcome obstacles. I mean, I think every sentence you could take the word excuses out and put it in obstacles or, or vice versa. It's the same sentence, right? They mean the same thing. So I've done world's toughest mutter uh, three times now. And so if you're an obstacle racer, you might've heard of the event, but it's tough mutters, basically grand finale of the year, but it's 24 hours. It's a five mile loop that has 24 obstacles on it. Uh, wherever and wherever it is, there's always going to be more terrain as obstacles too, and mother nature, but you just go through the loop as many times as you can in 24 hours. And if you're still standing at the end of 24 hours, you're a world stuff smutter. And so I, I took that on basically knowing that, you know, I think I was attracted to it just for the idea of knowing that what we do is overcome obstacles all the time. I mean, daily we overcome obstacles. And when we face an obstacle, we have two choices. We can either overcome the obstacle or we can let the over or the obstacle overcome us. And I just kind of, I go to this event 
uh, every now and then because I just know that it, I feel like it makes me better when when tough times come in life. Being able to go through this, knowing that this kind of event, anyone can do it. It's not something that looks on paper. It looks like an extreme fitness event, but really the fitness part is just like the first half. The second half is all mental. And so how much can you just keep going when you don't want to do it anymore? And that's kind of just trains us for anything hard we do in life. And since I started doing those events, uh, I wrote my three books. I become a public speaker as an introvert and someone who was terrified of public speaking in the past. And I just become attracted to stepping out of my comfort zone. I think that makes me better as a person, as a, as a boss, as a trainer, as a, as a influencer, just makes me better all around. Oh, there's so many things that just the, the general philosophy of that is so powerful. And especially like what you said about preparing for the future, getting through mm -hmm. this obstacle now, you're looking at it as, hey, right now this might suck, but coming out of this, I'm going to be more prepared to handle anything down the road. Wow, what a good, what a good lesson. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that, Chad. I really appreciated that insight. Um, and, you know, one of the things I'd love to, since we have you on the show, it's, a lot of the coaches we have on the show are generally talking about mindset. We're generally talking about, you know, habits or, or spirituality. I'd love to talk uh, some of the physical stuff, you know, just straight up, you know, what are some of the practical tips that you can, you can share outside of just obviously just embracing adversity, embracing obstacles to help people really unlock their greatness. Um, it's, it's something that's really apparent as you, as you mentioned, being able mm -hmm. to tackle those hard things has translated to success in a lot of different areas for yourself. But if you could, if you could outline a few practical tips for people, what would those be? Uh, one practical tip from my industry, knowing that uh, fitness, you know, is always the thing that you know it's it's meant to make your life better. But it's always the thing we put off till later because we don't. When as our life changes, we're terrible at adapting to that change. Like when when I, my when how or. Uh, make fitness a priority, the theme of the book, the title of the book came around a poll question. I just asked people, what are your top priorities in life? And the top answers were family and career. Uh, but nobody for the, for like the first hundred people had to take this poll. No one said health and fitness. And it's always just because when life changes, we're really good at adapting when it comes to our family and our career. We're terrible at adapting to change when it comes to our fitness. But the, the thing is like when most people say I'm too busy, uh, when they're talking about fitness, it's really what they're saying is I'm too busy to work out like I used to. And so mm. teaching, teaching people to stop putting fitness off until later, knowing there's just so many obstacles that come just mentally in our own mind, whether like we, the time we are most in the best shape of our lives, if we can't work out to that point anymore, like that's where we put the bar. It's like, we're not doing enough. And as life changes, what you do for fitness is always going to change. And so just because mm -hmm. it doesn't look the same as it used to, especially if you're doing less, it doesn't mean it's less of a priority. It just means it fits differently in your life. What you do for fitness has to fit in your life. And if you can figure out how it fits, if you're, if you're brave enough to make it different, but just figure out how it fits in your life as your life changes, as you get busier, as you, as you get more responsibilities, as your life just changes, as your schedule changes, if you're able to kind of pivot and figure out how it fits, then your reward is making everything better. I know when I, when I make fitness a priority in my life, I'm a better husband. I'm a better um, trainer. I'm a better coworker. I'm better relationships with my friends. I'm better creative thinker when I'm, and, uh, and so I'm just, it, it makes you better. And that's what fitness should do. But if we don't figure out how it fits, if we try to force something that doesn't fit, then it actually can hurt your balance all across the board. So, I mean, that is one thing that I, I think, um, 
it's hard for us to do is to uh, to pivot and come up with a new game plan and, and to mm-hmm. figure out how something fits now. We're stubborn and we, we want to do, we know a proof of something that worked for us in the past. And even though our life is different, we want to try to do it that way. So being brave and understand, understanding that fitness looking different doesn't mean it's less of a priority, but it's very important if you want to get the benefits of it to figure out how it fits in your life you're living now. Wow. Beautiful. Beautifully said as well. And you know, one of the things that I've, I've found really interesting in, in terms of, you know, setting aside priorities in life is that you can get so much advantage out of having your health in optimum state that it creates leverage for the rest of the things that you tackle. And so, it, you know, in terms of having your fitness as a priority, what are some of the benefits that people are going to see in terms of being able to achieve more and, and get more done? Uh, there's is endless. When I do my testimonials with clients, you know, you're, I never do before and after pictures. I never do weight loss unless that's a big, that was a big challenge that I couldn't do before. And then we post that. But what I always ask clients is what have you gained by making fitness a priority? And that's when you get really get a true answer. So it's not just about weight loss. Like, uh, like everything seems to be push towards this issue right now. But I mean, for me, fitness might I mean my reason why for making fitness a priority through life's twists and turns uh, used to probably be more about how I look and, and everything. But now it's more about how I feel. I mean, I know my anxiety, my handling my anxiety, ha- handling my, uh, my mood, keeping my energy up, um, giving myself confidence, all of those kind of benefits I get when I re- work out regularly are priceless to me, especially, uh, like I said earlier, I'm an introvert, but I've learned how to be a good speaker and be a good writer and be, and be in front of an audience and, and make an impact. And that only, and that only comes, I'm only my best at that when I really take care of myself. Um, and so that, is, that is one benefit that is just getting mentally stronger. I mean, there'll be days when you don't want to work. There's always, I mean, no matter who you are listening, if you, there's, if you love working out or not, there's days that you've had to work out and you did not want to, but you, but you got that work at it because you have a strong reason why you're doing it. But every time you, do something that, that is hard, uh, whether it be getting your workout in that you did that you didn't feel like doing, or uh, sticking to your meal plan when there's so much temptation surrounding you, or whatever it is, or not hitting the snooze button even, or just walking in the door to the fitness center when you, when you know you didn't want to, or you felt intimidated or or scared, making yourself do something just that you didn't want to do makes it makes you stronger it makes it easier every time it's a, it definitely overflows outside of the gym into your everyday life absolutely and so i'd like to i'm hearing a lot of really fascinating topics from you that are, that are really stemming from that word discipline and the the ability to embrace a little bit of long-term well in the pursuit of long-term gain some short-term discomfort and i think there's a, there's a there's a beauty there in seeing some of the, the projects that you've taken on, like learning how to um, be maybe not extroverted, but being comfortable in front of the camera, being comfortable in front of doing public speaking, getting the book done. And, and these are all outside of what you would traditionally think of, you know, the, the, the role of a fitness coach, for example. What, mm-hmm. what ultimately, and I kind of want to take this maybe two ways. First, first, we'll talk about just that vision of like what discipline really means. I think we've kind of been hinting at that throughout. Um, but where I'd like to take this is really this, this idea of leverage and thinking in terms of how you can multiply your time by doing the actions that are going to create long-term power, right? Long-term influence. 
And so mm-hmm. I think we'll start with that, just that, that discipline factor. Um, how do you cultivate the discipline? Like practically, what, what are some of the things that you found really helpful? Uh, well, vision training for sure. I mean, I know when someone starts with me, you know, you, you have to be able to see that the hard work you're doing is going to pay off. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of times to think of someone that has a big weight loss goal or someone that has a big physical fitness goal, like to train for a marathon. When you have a big goal, it seems like the finish line is far away. So you have to be able to stack wins. And so you, you celebrate the, the wins when you get them and keep stacking them up. But you also be able to, you have to be able to visualize success coming in the future. You have to be able to see that all the hard work you're doing, all the sacrifices you're making is going to work in the future. And so a lot of times that means changing our story. So we might come in with the story knowing that we'll try this for a while, but eventually we'll fail because we normally do, or this eventually won't work because nothing else has. But a lot of times when clients first start with me, that might be the mindset, the story they're telling themselves in their head when they start. And so rewriting that story, that's, that's a lie. Fixing that fictional story is the first step, but then being able to visualize all their hard work paying off and just know that, I mean, I, th- I think the, the big thing to know that when you have a really big goal, it's not just about you're making changes. What you're really doing is you're doing an, you're making an identity change. You're becoming that person that is that person that, that reaches that goal. So I'm becoming a healthy person. I'm becoming someone who always gets his workout in. I'm becoming someone who always eats right. I'm becoming someone that always feels great and has tons of energy and never is in a bad mood because I take such good care of myself. And you always have to ask yourself, are the actions I'm doing, are they taking me closer to that person I'm trying to become or are they taking me farther away? But it's, it's a practice that you got to work on. And so as trainers, we help our help with that mindset and re- reinforcing that every visit because it's a, it's a practice that takes time and it takes commitment or rewiring whatever message that's wrong, the lies that you're telling yourself in your head when you start to help uh, turn it into the person you want to be. Ooh, yes, absolutely. So powerful. Knowing your vision and then being able to rewire your brain. It's a phrase I, I, I repeat on the show quite frequently, which is just to vibrate the universe into submission. You know, when you just keep, every time the obstacle shows up, you just keep pivoting back to the vision that you have Every time that temptation shows up, you just keep pivoting back. And eventually you, it, the, the world around you is going to recognize that, oh, you know, this Chad guy, we can't, we can't mess with him. He, he's going in this vision. We're, we're not, we're, let's stop mm-hmm. trying to distract him. He's, you know, he's got a vision, he's going there and the obstacles one by one start falling away. Really powerful. Yep. <laughs> All right. So now, now for the, now for the strategy stuff that we were talking about, because you know, again, it's a little bit, it's a little bit outside of the norm for, for someone to sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to, you know, open a gym. I'm going to do all these big goals that are at the frontier of, you know, really what's possible. What was really going through your head as you were figuring out these plays in life that could allow you to start playing at a higher level, like things like writing the book, things like getting out there and achieving things, opening the gym, walk Mm -hmm. us through just kind of how life has been able to accelerate now that you've added this extra leverage into your life. You know, I I think it all started with me being brave enough to work on something. You know, I, I started my own business. I left. 24 hour fitness and at 24 hour fitness, you know, I was very an introverted trainer and I was very good one-on-one, but not, but not as comfortable in front of a group. And when I started my own business, I realized that if I wanted to be 
better. If I wanted to be able to open my own studio someday, I had to get better at that. And so I, I joined a public speaking group, Toastmasters in my home and my, where I live now. And I mean, I think I, I started with just being brave enough to join that group and work on my public speaking. And it just, it just kind of started a fire in me and in all of my talks were about fitness and that all of them seemed to have a, a pattern that I realized that I was kind of, as I was evolving as a trainer, I was realizing that really the true purpose for fitness is helping people get long-term success. But so much of, of the fitness world is drowned right now by the desire for instant gratification and predators mm. preying on everybody. Everybody has a deep desire to look and feel better. And there are so we are, and we are largely outnumbered as trainers by predators who are promising fast results with little or no work on your part, just promising you that giving you that carrot, that's instant gratification that is ultimately just going to lead you to disappointment. And so knowing that we need to kind of have a different approach as trainers, and we need to start thinking more about what you'll gain rather than all about weight loss and how fast you can lose it with the, with the least amount of work and knowing that there's no shortcuts, just like with your family and your career and every other thing that's important to you in your life, there's no shortcuts to being better at it. It just takes being better every day and and just trying to keep uh scaling up on that absolutely real powerful okay so now let's let's jump into my favorite part of the show which i love I'll, i geek out on decision making and mental models and just getting getting under the skin and what makes us tick as we start reaching for our dreams because ultimately every big dream is built on actions and actions are all at the base of decisions so mm -hmm. in your life in particular, what have you found to be your favorite decision-making framework? You know, something in, you know, why is this work for you? Uh, I think it's a, it's a balance between, you know, if I, if I can see something working, um, I can see something being successful. I have to have the courage to pull the trigger. That's one thing that was uh, always tough for me when I left 24 hour fitness and started my own business. I didn't have anyone to confirm my ideas were good. You know, I had to have, have a little bit of courage to pull the trigger on my ideas, but as so many of the things, if, if I wouldn't have had the courage to do that, you know, I would have missed out on so many things that helped me grow, whether they be good or bad. And so I think having the courage to pull the idea, pull, pull the idea trigger, so to speak. And so if you, if you want to do something and you, you have to take their little bit of risk and do it. But then also the other part of that is knowing that failing is also inevitable. You know, as for personal trainers, they're still at this time of year. I mean, we're early in the year. We're about to start hearing about all the statistics of New Year's resolution fails, you know, and mm -hmm. all personal trainers, we, even though we help people achieve goals, we help people uh, set new goals and achieve goals all the time. We are, we are really have a tough time with new year's resolutions. And the reason is, is because it's become so negative. It has such a negative rep reputation and where it's almost like once you fail, it's over and it, and you know, there's two, I have so many problems with that. First of all, I have a problem with who's determining my failure. That if I, if, if I miss one workout or if I miss, if I mess up one time, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means I made a mistake. And, and you know, and that, that is inevitable. No one is going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes from time to time, but that does not end your story. That does not end your journey. What, how you get better is learning from your mistakes as you go. And so my dad always used to tell me growing up, one, one of my dad's words of wisdom has always stuck with me is it's what you do next that counts. So knowing that you're going to fail, that doesn't stop you. Failing does not define you. What defines you is how you respond after you fail. And that whether is your whether your goal is is making fitness a long-term part of your life or whether it is your goal is overcoming some other obstacle, how you respond after you fail, that's how you keep getting better at it as you go through life. 
Oh, that's so powerful. I don't even have to ask the last question. I, I normally ask, hey, what was a piece of life-changing advice you heard from someone on your journey? But what you do next, wow, that is such a strong statement. So let's let's end with that, Chad. What What do you have next on the horizon and how can we support you on your journey? Yeah, well, you can find... I'm working on my fourth book right now. So I've had to make fitness a priority series. And I'm right now I'm working on the next step of that journey, which is about gain that we've mentioned a few times here. But if you want to start to be, to be on that journey with me, if you like some of the takes we had today and you want more, you can get a copy of my first book. You can go to beatyourexcuses.com and you can get a PDF copy of my first book for free. Um, but that is the, and make fitness a priority. That is where you can find me everywhere too, but beatyourexcuses.com. That's where you can get your free copy of my first book. And that's how you can support me and get started to hear more about the make fitness a priority message and where it's going. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to be here, Chad. This has been really exceptional and, uh, just so much value out there. I think this is one of those episodes that you can go back, everybody, you can go back and listen to two or three times, just tons of motivation and uh, encouragement in there. Thank you, Chad. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.